What is the best place to put a new pump station? What is the best place to put a new bridge or road alignment? How can we connect this community in the smartest way to another community? And they're able to just check and check and check, get the approvals, understand you know, what's the least impact to the environment, to people, to surrounding infrastructure. Welcome to the Stantec.io podcast, where we speak to our scientists, designers, engineers, and architects who are working with our digital practice teams to develop creative technology-forward approaches that accelerate and improve our ability to solve the most difficult challenges facing our clients, communities, and industries. I'm Dave Roberts, and on today's episode, we feature Louisa Bloomer. Louisa is Stantec's regional digital practice lead for Asia Pacific and is based in Wellington, New Zealand. Louisa is going to talk today about our latest Stantec.io digital solution called Enviro Explore, which helps our clients navigate the regulatory landscape and gain the necessary approvals to move a project into the construction phase. Welcome to the podcast, Louisa. Thanks, Dave. So let's start off by learning a little bit more about Enviro Explore and the customer needs that it's helping to address. Yeah, I'm really excited to share a bit about it. So it all came out of our Perth office originally. We have a wonderful environmental team there who identified that they were doing a lot of repetitive manual tasks when it came to feasibility checks and consent approvals. They were finding that they were having to bring a whole lot of data sets together and information together from various sources. Uh, quite often, that would suddenly be out of date and they'd need to know to go and check and, and refresh that. And it's really important that we had that right information available in a really intuitive way for our internal teams to be able to get the right information to clients at the right time. So the team came up with an idea. Uh, they talked it through with the digital practice in our region and they created Enviro Explorer, which is a very simple web interface. It's an intuitive map, very Google-esque. You're able to select an area of interest, say, for example, you're putting a new road alignment in or a bridge or you want to put a new building there. Maybe you want to put a whole new forest in or something, whatever it might be, you select an area or you could drop even some, if you have some spatial information, some spatial data, you can drop that into the map and it's able to then return all the data sets around what consents, what approvals may be required for that kind of activity in that location. So it's drawing on over it's strong on hundreds, but well over a hundred layers of information from over 20 different sources. And what it allows us to do is create a report, a interactive map that's downloadable and some spreadsheets that really just make it very clear what was required. So it saved a lot of time for the team, which is why we thought, hey, let's make this available to our clients to be able to use. Let's not just keep it in-house. And we're really excited that we've been able to package it up and make it available to others. And what stages of a project would you typically use Enviro Explore? Ah, yes, good question. So primarily, I would say use it at the feasibility level because that gives you the the most benefit from it because you're able to select multiple areas and get a really good grasp on where are we going to impact the community less? Where are we going to be able to build most efficiently? Where's the least amount of approvals may be required or the least amount of impact on the environment around you? So really at that sort of feasibility, pre-feasibility stage is ideal. However, we're also using it in that planning piece and of course, for approvals, it's it's uh, key. 
And how can Enviro Explore help to reduce project risks for clients? Mm, yeah, it's, it's quite important. We've noticed with some projects in the past where maybe environmental issues or cultural issues weren't raised right at the start. And there's a lot that we can do when we're building big infrastructure projects about engaging with the community at the right time to get their feedback or their participation in projects. And I find that if we know what we're impacting right up front, that's the best way to proceed. And that's the best way to get success out of a project is if we have that buy-in up front. And this tool allows us to identify all those important factors that are going to be impacted or require approvals or consent or buy-in from local communities. So where is Enviro Explore currently being used and what are the typical size of projects that would benefit from this innovative solution? Mm, great question. So as, as I mentioned, we've primarily been using it in Western Australia. So that's really where our projects have been. And they've been primarily from our environmental services group, supporting rehabilitation of land around mining, for example. But as well as that, now we're starting to branch out into more infrastructure projects like bridge feasibility studies or road alignment, even looking into the water space a bit more. So really what we're noticing is it it's absolutely able to be used across multiple industries. It's able to draw on all the information you require for whatever infrastructure uh, project you're looking to do. So we find that this is allowing clients actually, because we're able to do it more frequently than maybe doing one manual search of approvals, we're able to do 10 or 20 for different areas. We're able to really ensure that the client is getting the best location for whatever their project is uh, hoping to achieve. So I'm really excited that we're able to now put this in the hands of the client so they're able to run multiple checks on, you know, what is the best place to put a new pump station? What is the best place to put a new bridge or road alignment? How can we connect this community in the smartest way to another community? And they're able to just check and check and check, get the approvals, understand, you know, what's the least impact to the environment, to people to surrounding infrastructure, which, yeah, it's quite exciting to see, actually, and to see our clients get hands-on is, is always a super exciting for us. How would you summarise the value of EnviroExplore, then? Yeah, it's a good question. It's quite amazing, actually, to see the just the time savings is, is the big one that I notice is even internally, before we made it available to clients externally, internally we noticed the excitement from being able to do something in 20 minutes that used to take, you know, a week or even two weeks sometimes if it was a, a really huge project. So that's really exciting. So we're able to do it much, much quicker than we previously were. We're also, because it's so fast and because it's so easy, we're able to run a lot more scenarios. So instead of just checking one, two or three locations for an activity, uh, which we might have done in the past to support a business case, we're able to run 20 and then get it down to the you know top five that will impact the local um, environmental community uh, the least. So that I find is is huge. That that 
you know, leads on to a lot of uh, benefits for the end user, for the client, even for the communities. I mean, it reduces the amount of time spent on approvals and gaining consents later on, but it also reduces conflict later on because we've already identified the ones that may, you know, be impacting communities or cultural locations more than we would like or more than the client would like or more than it's appropriate. And so we're able to actually remove that option from the business case right at the start so we don't have some of those issues arising later on. So a a lot of uh, benefits there. And of course, the, the main one is risk. I mean, There's so many data sets uh, around approvals and consent requirements and and the land that we're impacting when we're doing these large infrastructure projects and making sure we know where that is going to be an issue up front or where we're going to need to go through a process up front is really important. And I found with talking with the teams, the previous manual process, there was always an element of risk there that a layer would not be the latest up to date. The information maybe hadn't been shared or updated, or maybe it was something that had just been dropped off for some reason and not part of the desktop study that was done in the past. And so being able to have it all automated and have triggers when something isn't running or isn't being updated or where a data set's not connected to a live feed maybe, that just really limits the risk to the client not having all the information up front. So we're really excited that that's just, you know, another benefit as well as the time savings and the ability to run multiple scenarios. That's absolutely fantastic. So how did Stantec initially get involved with the development of Enviro Explore? Well, I think it was quite a a natural progression of ideas that just started to flow together. I think our team have been doing it for quite a wee while, this this process of looking for consent requirements, contacting a lot of local authorities, councils, government agencies to understand the restrictions on certain areas for whatever the infrastructure or design or business case might be that our client has proposed. And we noticed that this was very repetitive, very manual. And let's think about how we can automate this. And it was actually about three people that came up with the same idea at the same time. We all came together and we started to design how could this look? How could we design it in a way that our clients could access, that it could be fast and trusted? And um, yeah, and it naturally came about. So how long did it take to create that initial minimal viable product, the MVP for Enviro Explore? Mm, yeah, it took a little longer than we expected just from the the number of different data sets that we had to bring together. I mean, we're talking hundreds, so hundreds of data layers that had to be looked at, had to be understood. Our team had to really um, get to grips with how frequently these data sets needed to be updated so that our clients could rely on them. We also needed to then build the, the interface, the environment for the user to be able to interact with and select and pull out the right information. A lot of testing went into it just to make sure that, you know, it was really robust bust and doing what it was meant to do. We had our wonderful UK team supporting our Australian New Zealand team, uh, sharing ideas, testing, making sure it would work for both clients in the UK, but also locally in ANZ and hopefully wider. 
So yeah, I would I would say probably around uh, six months of back and forth, a lot of work, but we're finally at a point where we're using it quite frequently internally and really stoked with the outcomes. And what lessons did you learn along the way during the development cycle? Yeah, um, quite a few, uh, particularly around the data sets. So um, luckily the team had had a lot of experience um, interacting and, and engaging with the agencies that held these data sets. And, and luckily there is some statutory rules around open data. So it was accessible, but understanding how we could get it, especially when it wasn't available as a live data feed, and maybe it was a posted table on a website, that kind of access to the information in an automated way where our tools were able to go to a location, scrape the information and pull it together in a way that could then be um, embedded into the tool and and used by our clients. That took a little bit longer than we anticipated and I think that's to do with the size, so the number of data sets we needed to look into, but also the variety and ways we have to scrape them on the web and bring them in-house. And if I wanted to learn more about Enviro Explore, what should I do next? Yeah, well, you're most welcome. Anyone's most welcome to get in touch with me or the best place is always stantech.io and you will be able to see all about this tool, but also other products that may be of interest. Fantastic. Well, thank you once again for talking with us today, Louisa, and and sharing this fantastic story of innovation with the audience. You're most welcome and thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to share it. Thank you for listening to the Stantech.io podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please tune in to future episodes where we'll continue to explore how digital solutions are shaping our world. In the meantime, you can also visit our website at www.stantech.io for further information.